0: Hi everyone, and welcome to my second episode. Each episode, I invite you to tune in while I host a new guest to share their experience in the music industry. Today, we will be discussing audio engineering. My name is Sydney, and this is The Setup. Let me start by introducing you to Yasmin Mifdal. <laughs> Yasmin is an audio engineer who has been touring with Xavier Omar. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, this is awesome. How's it feel being back in Chicago
1: after touring? <laughs> it's nice, but at the same time, we were just sort touring like all of the South and the West Coast, so it was super nice to be out of Chicago for the winter, so being back is a little bit of a reality check, but... Oh,
0: I'm sure it's an adjustment. And were you in a tour bus?
1: Yeah, the nice thing about this was we got, it was like, two runs that were three weeks and three weeks and then so the first one run went like Thanksgiving to Christmas and then we got a couple weeks off and then we did another three week run. That was the southeast one which is when I just got back. Do you have any time to yourself? You get days off. Um, Usually we'll do no more than four shows a week so that's like three days off and some some of those are spent in the bus actually driving like destination to destination. So how is it being on the road? On this tour it was great because there were actually three women on this tour. Um, Xavier actually brought his wife along and she helped out with merch, and then we had another um, merch seller, Alicia, she was amazing. What does your day look like, um, you know, landing yes. in the city? It's important to know, obviously, since I do concerts, the nights are pretty late, so mm-hmm. the time I'm waking up is pretty late, so um, we'll usually start moving on the bus around 8 a.m. I fall asleep around like 4 a.m. four oh or 5. My yeah, so I'll sleep usually 4 to noon. Um, we'll be in the city by like between 10 and noon. But this time, uh, we started working at two, so I usually take two hours to set everything up. I was running in-ear monitors and front of house for this band, so set up all the equipment, make the drum kit, um, set up my console, make sure my recording rig is set up, and then we'll do an hour and a half sound check. Um, Then doors are open, so I'll leave a playlist on for doors. um, And then usually I get like an hour and a half between doors and the actual show. And we had some great openers with us on this tour, um, so depending on whether or not I was mixing the opener, I would either start working or I'd go grab my laptop, make sure it was ready for while the opener's playing. Make sure the uh, because usually the venue mm-hmm. um, engineers will take care of the support if they're not like actually like hiring right. ours like the tour sound people and stuff like that because it costs extra for them. In between the openers um, set and like the headliner set. It's always like the busiest, like ten minutes of my day. I'm and changing, why is that? Um, changing batteries, helping put out set lists, making sure that the like if I'm using a guest monitor engineer, he knows where all the cues are. Mm-hmm. Going through all the set list cues, um, making sure nothing got unplugged after between like the four hours of sound check and the actual set itself. And getting everything set up to be ready to be recorded. and then. Finally, the show happens, <laughs> and then the show <laughs> happens. Yeah, and nothing happens. Yeah, and uh, honestly, every show on this tour was amazing. We had like no major, like big technical hiccups on my end.
0: So is it just you, or do you have any sister who helps you out? So
1: we had our tour manager was awesome about helping us out with stuff like that. He also toured with an LD, so him and I were kind of just like tag teaming, making sure like the whole show was good. But and I was also for the, anyone who doesn't know that what's an LD? A lighting designer. Where I was also the production manager, so I kind of had a little bit. More of a say on like the flow of the day, Mm -hmm. which helps me a lot. Is there anything that interesting that happened? Xavier has this song that he has a guest artist sing with him, Um, and she actually was support for us for ten of the shows on the West Coast run, which was great. So. For those 10 shows, she came out and she sang her part of the song and it was beautiful and she's amazing and her name's Paris Alexa and everybody should check her out because her music is phenomenal. I will add a link after Yeah, that. After she was done with her run with us, it went back to like, he, uh, Xavier would pick a contest winner through like Instagram submissions for every show. So he would select one, they'd come to soundcheck, play, like, meet him, play the song, mm-hmm. like, sing the song, get ready, like, make sure we have everything we need for the show so that it can be as comfortable as possible. During the show, she just started like, scatting over the song like <laughs> jazz scatting and honestly we ran back the st- like the stems and pro tools the next day and we were all cracking up.
0: No you mentioned that like this run <laughs> there were no hiccups really. Yeah. But have you ever experienced like any challenges yeah, maybe definitely. earlier on? Um
1: I did a 9 week run with an artist called Smino. Like during soundcheck I had been trying to calibrate my program with the console that they have, because all the festivals supply all the audio consoles, mm-hmm. and if you want to bring one in, you can. But I wasn't even traveling with my own for that tour, so um, I was using theirs. And for some reason, the version of my software that I had written my file on, or whatever, mm-hmm. like was not cooperating with the board, and it like the board reset itself. And then, what did to you do? The beginning of the show, I held the show for a little bit, but. It's Coachella, so the sets are timed, and you don't really have too much time to, like... Right, to figure it out, because it's, like, 30 minutes. Exactly. How did you
0: become a part of that? Is it through the artist? Yeah,
1: through the artist, for sure. So, through Smino's management, he books the festivals. I'm part of... I was a part of his team for all of last year's festival season, so... Basically, whenever he goes to a festival, he travels with most or all of his team. Okay.
0: And then how did you, so how did you get connected with like Smino or Xavier?
1: Um, both of those are like friend of friend things, which is weird. Like uh, Smino, you know, when I met his music director at another party I was doing audio for, and Xavier, his content manager is like a mutual, or him and I have like a lot of mutual friends and he was, like, looking for someone, and they recommended me, so... It's, That's amazing. like, been a lot of, like, just, like...
0: It really is all about yeah. work. <laughs> it really, like, really is. It's, like, once you get someone's trust, it spreads,
1: like, wildfire.
0: After the performance, uh-huh. do you guys get out of there? Yeah.
1: Cool thing about Coachella, since it was two weeks, he was... Ooh. Our Coachella dates were kind of built into the tour, so we were already in California, uh, like, as a part of the routing Mm -hmm. of the tour. Like, we played Saturday, and then then that Sunday we had a show in San Francisco, so the first weekend we didn't stay. Um, But the second weekend, uh, I remember we rented, like, a big house, and we stayed the whole weekend, because we had a couple days off around Mm -hmm. it, so... Yeah, we were able to go and enjoy it. Um, Honestly, I didn't go Sunday because I was so tired. (laughs) I'm sure. Like, with all the travel. Honestly, yeah. I got to, and I was like, I went and saw Tame Impala after our set uh, on Saturday. Like, after loading out our, like, stage. And we had a a whole trailer of stage props. He actually toured with, like, a half of a shelled-out, like, Pontiac Bonneville. Like, an 800-pound car. We had to load into, like, venues.
0: What is that Like... Touring with so many different people. Yeah, I
1: think in general honestly both of the teams I have like toured on a tour bus with or even any team I've like been directly working with, I haven't had like any like real issues with the personality. It's more when I'm like visiting and people don't like when I'm like visiting a venue and it's the mm. venue personnel that usually give me like the hardest time yeah. and like that I clash with a lot. I see mostly it. because I come in and I'm like very firm about what I do and I'm very like let's get this yeah. done and they don't expect that out of someone who looks like me, so they immediately don't. I'm like so used to people just not taking me seriously. How much time do you spend with?
0: The venue management to go through like the flow of a show so usually at the beginning
1: of the day I'll try to get everything out of the way as soon as I get there So mm-hmm. they know what they like to expect um, a lot of artists choose to have their yeah. own Playlist or like their engineers will choose to have their own playlist our playlist like our pre-show playlist was like a Compilation and everybody contributed and then like Xavier had a couple songs He liked at the end of the show. We had a couple songs as a group we, like everybody like loved to turn up to them So like <laughs> I would play the same like five songs at the end of every show. What's the biggest pre- production you had a hand in? Um, So in the summer I um, actually mix broadcast audio in the PA feed for NASCAR. Wow, that's a little bit different? (laughs) It's a little bit different than working with like rappers and R&B singers. Yeah, how did you fall into that? That was through college. So my mentor in college um, had worked with a company that does all the install tracks and has a bunch of contracts with a few different NASCAR Mm -hmm. tracks in the country. And that's why it's great to have a mentor. Yeah, it is great to have a mentor, even if it's... It's funny because, like, I never ever ever would picture myself like with the NASCAR crowd, and I stick out like a store thumb, it's like four 45 plus white men in me, like on my team. But they're all great, and I've learned a lot from like all of them. It's really great when someone takes a chance Mm -hmm. on yourself, exactly, and then
0: it's it's something that you could take with you moving forward, exactly, and then hopefully
1: pay for it as well. I get like the best job because I get the like. I get everybody's submixes.
0: For people like me and everyone that's non-audio engineering, can you go over what submix is? We'd call them like aux outs or bus outs.
1: It's basically, I'll take all the inputs into my console. So each announcer is an input. the music is an input which actually you would think all these racetracks have their own like playlists and stuff right that's all me
0: i've been to a couple of nascar races before mm-hmm. and they had like musical performances yeah. is that something yeah. that you have a
1: hand in as well yeah so those will either come in through like another person who's actually down because i sit in the booth and i can't really leave because i have to mix the whole pa right so i'll sit up there and then either that will come depending on how many inputs it is it'll either come directly to me or like there'll be someone else like downstairs actually mixing it and they'll send me their feed so all those things will come in all those aspects will come into me and then I'm in charge of sending them out to all the places they need to go so like the TV truck needs their mix and like they're all different so it's not like I can just send like the same feed out to Mm -hmm. everybody so like the like actual like stadium feed is gonna need like the announcers and the music and the TV trucks aren't gonna need the music they're just gonna need the announcers and that's it and then like there's a press box that needs the TV feed so mm-hmm. they can actually hear, like, the commentators on the race. As someone that goes to
0: events mm-hmm. and shows, like, I never realized that it, it's you that's creating yeah. it. Yeah, I thought it's kind of, like, a preset from the venue no. itself. Yeah. I have to ask you, mm-hmm. what is your
1: favorite part about doing what you do? I think my favorite part is when, like, the show is, like, Set, like it started it like everything's going good like the band seems comfortable and locked in and like the sound is locked in and I kind of just get to like Chill make sure nothing goes wrong and like just enjoy the show from my console Do you collaborate with the artists you tour with? How's that process okay? Long? my Like first step is when I book the job with any artist I'll go and listen to their whole catalog Mm -hmm. and I'll gather like a good idea of their aesthetic and their sound and with Xavier it was really great to have them in the studio for rehearsal. got to actually like work with them and like listen to them as a band and like I could take my time and I could kind of just like reinforce Mm -hmm. what they're doing with like a little like just kind of refine and like amplify their sound. I could work with Xavier on like the effects for his vocals because he has a lot of like slow ballady songs and he has like mm-hmm. just like this really amazing like large voice and um, I really wanted to get a lot of like big like make it like echo kind of in the thing so him and I worked a lot on his effect work. Um, and he would let me know if there was like something he could hear that he wasn't like super into or if he wanted me to change something and like I was the same way back. It's not always like that, but mm-hmm. with him it was great it, to be able to kind of like work on that. Yeah.
0: Are you going back on tour with him? Um, yeah, I
1: have another tour coming up with an artist, Eek. He's a rapper based out of California. And how did you guys get connected? Um, the merch guy on Smino's tour is his tour manager and we became really good friends on the Sminto tour. If you guys didn't
0: know, uh, a lot of people in the music industry do different types of gigs, mm-hmm. and one person do, do merch, and then their tour manager, yeah. like Yasmin was talking about. This I'm mm-hmm. sure everyone's learning. This how did you how did you get your start?
1: Well, I started playing saxophone when I was like eight years old. Do Even you nine? still play? Yes, I do. Um, I
0: play violin. Can we do like some sort of violin saxophone mashup.
1: So I ended up going to Columbia for jazz studies as a saxophonist and was gonna double major in that in recording science at Columbia. Columbia is really unique in that it's like one of the only schools besides like Full Sail and Belmont that have like a real like live sound degree program so I had a couple friends who were also in my recording mm-hmm. classes who were in the live sound program they were like telling me about their jobs and I was like wow this sounds way more like what I want to do it made sense for me to be like oh I would love to do a different show every day <laughs> in a different place and like so different it, people different people different, different, sounds. different yeah different equipment different people different like I was like I love the changing variables mm-hmm. and everything that like I actually thrive in that environment the same way I love change yeah so I started going over there, I met my mentor who was the department head. Um, he basically was like, look at what all my like alumni are doing and I was like, that's what I wanna do. So I changed my major, became a teaching assistant, started gigging really early. Um, were you of- offered a teaching assistant role? Okay. Yeah. So I was offered a teaching assistant role because I was always like in the lab, like asking questions and like playing with equipment and like trying to figure out anything I could so I could get out and actually start taking gigs. And I think that was like the biggest difference between me and a lot of the kids I graduated with. Mm-hmm. I definitely mm-hmm. like was like I need to start working now so by the time I graduate, like I can have Super smart. Yeah, I don't have to like be doing like internships and unpaid shows. Where did you start? Um, I started at a warehouse in the, a production warehouse for an av company in the west loop and i worked for them for a long time for two years and how did you find them um through more people at school okay they we're already working there so i got a lot of like my like basic like how to fix equipment
0: also would you say that um it, it was valuable to start there and mm-hmm. would you recommend
1: that people who are trying to get into your expertise do the same yeah if you've never done this before no company's gonna let you come in and just be like start being like the A1 on their shows or like the audio one. Right. So, um everybody kind of has to put in their dues in that aspect. And at the same time, I was also working at House of Blues and I was starting to work in their main hall like doing monitors in front of house. Mm-hmm. So, like I was already like getting like bigger show experience and like less stagehand work and more actual
0: audio works. Tell me how you got to where you're at now, mm-hmm. touring on your
1: own. Since I was a teaching assistant, I was very involved in a lot of the shows and things that were going mm-hmm. on. The biggest difference was like, I can actually like go and travel. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I just started taking more traveling gigs as they came and when I met Smino's MD, that was like, he was like, oh, you have the next two months free? And I was like, yeah, I do. So let's go. You <laughs> have your next couple of months planned out. Um, yeah, so that is, like, the kind of hard thing to juggle with freelancing, so I have a few, like, gigs this month, like, I have, but mostly this month is off. Like, we have, it's, like, a blessing and a curse, like, I only, I got, like, I had four months off last year, which was great. Like, yeah. I know the general flow of, like, mm-hmm.
0: the rest of the year. And I think that's, like, the best case scenario that can happen as yeah. being a freelancer. Mm-hmm. So, okay, one last thing and I need to leave it yeah. at this. What <laughs> piece of advice would you give someone that is looking to be in the role that
1: you are in right now? At first say yes to everything. I said yes to literally any job, any like shred of relevant experience mm-hmm. I could get within reason. Like don't let people take advantage of you. Don't let people not pay you. Say yes to everything you can do. Like any any type of music, any type of mm-hmm. programming. Like I've worked like Shows for like the Bahai Temple and like AT and T and I work for NASCAR Mm -hmm. and a bunch of rappers. I've heard that more than once from people in the industry, and I
0: think like you know young people, especially starting off, do feel like they're feeling pressured to just take anything, yeah. Because I think anyone else can like fill their spot, and
1: you have to know your own worth. Different experience is very valuable in Mm -hmm. my opinion, but yeah but also not at the cost of like yourself like you're not gonna have like a normal life if you're on tour you're not gonna be able to like have a normal relationship like you're gonna have to kind of like sacrifice a little bit Mm -hmm. of that to like for your job which is another thing I don't think people are 100% like ready for a lot Um, especially with like the touring thing it's Mm -hmm. like you're gone for nine weeks like you're not gonna see your family or your pets or like any like your life isn't the same for nine weeks yeah and that's, yeah, okay. no, that's
0: actually really great advice and experience mm-hmm. to give the listeners yeah. that are interested. Because I think, you know, it does look glamorous. Yeah.
1: And it can be. Yeah, yeah can- no, there are some, like there, like, there are experiences I would never, ever, mm-hmm. ever dream of being able to have in my life if I hadn't had them on tour. Like, like amazing things yeah. that I never thought I would see or, like, people I thought I never would meet. Or like rooms I never thought I would be in but like yeah. thanks to touring I like like it's made that space for me. Yeah,
0: thank you for being of my course. second yes. guest. I'm excited. Thank you for tuning in. If you liked what you are hearing and you want to learn more about different people in the music industry, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, the setup series, um, subscribe to my podcast. Once again, I'm Sydney and this is the setup and I will see you next time. See you guys.